3.6 to 3.8 gigahertz. So that's kind of the... the Paul! Ah. Hi Paul, nice to see you again. Hello Janina, here we are again in the studio. It seems again. like it was an age ago. Yeah, it was actually. Ah, <laughs> that's because we were so productive before. We had so much material in the lot. can. Yes, uh, um, and now we have even more because we have a lot to talk about today. We there's a lot happening in 5G at the moment. There definitely is. So we'll need to talk quicker. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk faster. So, how was your holiday? <laughs> My holiday? Oh, yeah. I had one of those uh, working on the house, that kind of uh, get away for a week and, and do some useful stuff. Very important to do. Very important. Yeah. And, and some running, of course. And, of course, some running. Yeah. yeah. And since then, I've been sailing as well. So that's, that's, wow. that's the summer properly stamped. Mm. Now we've done, been there, done that, and I've, got, and I've got the mosquito bites to prove it. <laughs> Great, and I know you have plans also for the rest of the summer to go on another holiday, which also seems like a pain because you're running up and down mountains. Uh, probably walking up and running down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> seems more reasonable, but also... That's, that's about my standard. Yeah, but like you should also add that one of those mountains is the highest mountain in Sweden. Yeah, I'm uh, hoping to get up to the top of Kebnekaise, yeah. as you say, is the highest mountain in Sweden, but it does depend a bit on the weather and uh, how worn out I am by the time we get there. Oh, yeah. How, how high is that mountain, by the way? Um, I, I think it's 2,060 metres. Oh, but, you're going uh, to regret they, if you're, if you're wrong now. You know? I'm going to regret if I'm wrong. But I do know that the climb from the Kebnekaise Fjell station to the top is just... Uh, it, if, you go the, if you go the western route, which is quite kind of the longer, higher... But, but but easier route in some senses. That's about 1,500 metres of climb. That's one and a half kilometres upwards. Ooh, um, tough, tough. And uh, it's uh, like uh, eight to twelve hours, eight to ten hours round trip. Although the record for it, or, or sorry, uh. is an hour and thirty minutes or something. What? Or an hour and forty-five. That is scary. That's somebody actually running up it. And you are not uh, aiming to. Uh, I'm not aiming to be in under to be two hours now. Mm, good to know. 5G news, Paul. You have a lot to talk about now. You, you've been uh, tracking stats uh, for, for like an hour now on the 5G uh, news. I, I knew there was front. a lot to talk about, but when you yeah. actually look at what there is to talk about, there is, uh, there is a lot going on with 5G at the moment. Mm. Um, and that's partly because the world's a big place. Um, we we saw in the last you know since we started the podcast, we've seen uh, networks go live in different parts of the world, and once one goes live, everyone else wants to be there. And once the now that the smartphones are available, um, that opens up for lots of operators to uh, to jump in and start live five G networks. Yeah. So should we start off with uh, talking about that then? Like the, the I've tried to track uh, the countries that have live 5G networks at the moment, and this is my list. South yep. Korea, US, Switzerland, 
Australia, Spain, Italy, Saudi Arabia, United um, Arab Emirates, Arab Emirates uh, Romania, Bahrain and Finland. That's the ones that I have been able to track at least. That's 11 countries. And uh, do you know one, anything else? <laughs> do you know any other countries? Mm, not right now. No. There probably are some we've probably missed. Yeah, if but, we uh, have, uh, give us a shout out uh, either by mailing us on uh, 5Gpodcast at ericsson.com or just uh, give us a shout out on social media. We are there on Twitter, both Paul and me. Mm. And we've seen some, some things in the news about how quick is 5G. Yes. Yeah, saying that 5G is, basically, 5G is basically quicker than 4G, which is good news. Otherwise, why are we doing it? Um, and uh, I think the, uh, the the winners there, or the leading speeds, were the US and then Switzerland. Is that correct? Yes, US and Switzerland, which is cool because that's actually where, where we, we where we do <laughs> where, where we, we do our networks. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, we actually yeah. we have uh, counting on the fingers of, of uh, one hand, we have fifteen networks now that I think that are that are publicly announced and officially live. That's right. Uh, the number <laughs> updated today, or was it yesterday? So it's like it's coming more and more live five uh, G networks with Ericsson. Uh, we're coming every more and more five G networks. Full stop. But uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're happy to be there. Plugging away, and the latest one on that list was Telecom Italia. Yes, uh, where they're live. Also in called Tim. Tim, yeah. So that's uh, Rome, Turin, and Naples to start with. Uh, and yeah, and, and uh, also to add to that, I mean, we we did have a, an early. Remember, we talked one of the first uh, podcasts. We said, oh, San Marino has. Uh, like the complete country is covered by 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 five G by five G, uh, and looks like the operator is Tim there, hmm. but they haven't gone live with. Uh, I mean, that's well, not one of the lists there. W- we've not we've uh, or well, if if you're living in San Marino, yeah, and know and that you have and a know 5G that you've got a five G phone, then, uh, that then works. let us know. Yeah, let us know. Perhaps we should say also that the this speed test was done by Open Signal which uh, is actually people, I guess, using their app who, like, it's reports a, it, in. Yeah, open signal. Yeah. That's right. So it's uh, completely independent. It's not like Ericsson's figures or anything like that. No, it's, uh, it's um, we, 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 do sim- we, we look at similar things with it. There are other apps like uh, speedtest.net and those types of things, which you can also go to, which... Show data mm-hmm. on how fast is your network. Yeah, and this is the uh, maximum download speed that the Open Signal is uh, reporting, is on. reporting yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. so uh, highest speed: uh, U.S., Switzerland, South Korea, Australia. Mm. Mm? That's cool. Yeah. We're in all of those places. Yes. Ooh. Uh, uh, but, but back to Tim. Back to Tim. Mm? Uh, so, so Tim's in the three point six to three point eight. That's that's what we call midband, but it's the t- kind of the top end of midband. Uh, and one thing I think we missed talking about, actually, which, which uh, w- was that's actually a band which the EU harmonised back in back in January. They said this is a you know th- this like three and a half gigahertz uh, band area. That's a band that we see being used across Europe. Mm-hmm. Why is that important? Well, one of the things with uh, with with phones is that you have to have a phone that works on the right bands. 
Mm. Uh, and if every country has different bands, then if I buy a phone in one country, go on holiday, it doesn't work mm. unless you've got the right bands on board. So harmonising bands means, uh, you know, it, for the consumer means uh, that uh, I can I can travel with my phone. For the for the phone manufacturers, it means a, f a smaller range of models. So that means it's it's easier for them to get up uh, production volumes and bring down prices for consumers. So there's a kind of uh, good stuff happening there. Yeah, seems like uh, a good idea. Seems like a good idea. But e since then, the EU have harmonised also the 26 gigahertz band. So that's mm. a high band. So we mm. can expect to see uh, that maybe coming into networks in Europe. Well, in the in the near near to midterm future. Yeah. Uh, and that, of course, is is uh, what high band, so millimeter wave, and that's in the range of bands that's more commonly used in the US at the moment. Yeah, and uh, back to this uh, this uh, download speed uh, survey or, or measuring by open signal. Uh, the one of the reasons that the US is uh, much faster than the other countries is that they do have millimeter wave available there. Millimeter they've wave got spectrum. they've got bigger chunks of spectrum available. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. Mm? Um, uh, but here, yeah. but that does have the downside that. Those millimeter wave bands, the the range from the from the base stations is not as high, so so your coverage is not as good. Mm. So you trade off how 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 quick is it against uh, what coverage have I got? Yeah, so I guess we could uh, possibly see other uh, service like this. To s if if you uh, we could report on those coming forward mm? that perhaps measure other things than than uh, maximum download speed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a quick roundup. I know you've talked about which countries. Oh, by the way, uh, Tim, I just saw that they one of the uh, things that they announced would that uh, was also that uh, their roaming abilities that they would be covering other countries in Europe uh, with roaming. Okay, agreements. that's good. Yeah. So, and I guess that's part of this uh, EU spectrum um, possibilities. Mm. It helps, I think, but yeah. roaming roaming is normally a commercial agreement between two different. Oh, of course, of course. But I mean, it's yep. part of that. Yep. Meaning, you can use the same phone for. But uh, roaming is also one of the things that Vodafone have talked about, and uh, that's uh, one of the other. Or in fact, one of the other operators that we've seen go live since we were last on the podcast is mm -hmm. Vodafone, who've gone live in multiple countries, uh, including Spain and uh, and the UK, where we're live. Uh, we had a live launch event with them in London. Um, and uh, of course, we've we've demonstrated now in uh, early July. Yeah. Yeah, when we've demonstrated roaming with them previously between Spain and Portugal. Mm -hmm. So, five G roaming, that's that's good. Another operator that's gone live since uh, our last uh, news update was T-Mobile. T-Mobile, that uh, that that's kind of collect the set. That's another of the major operators in the US now now live with five G. Um, They've uh, gone live with um, millimeter wave coverage in uh, a number of cities in the US. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're expected to go live later this year with, with low band coverage, with just a 600 megahertz band, which will give them much broader coverage. Um, but that's, um, oh, let's see, here's the list. Atlanta, Cleveland, Dallas, Los Angeles, and New York. Ah, yes. Ah, mm -hmm. And uh, millimeter wave, that's what Verizon is using, and the expectations are that you'll get a similar kind of performance to, on that network to the one that Verizon is offering at the moment. 
as we've just said, the US with its millimeter wave networks is uh, some of the fastest uh, or the fastest uh, 5G networks we're seeing in the world at the moment. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the US, go out and get. <laughs> uh, and that's the uh, Samsung phone, yeah. the Samsung 5G phone. Mm -hmm. uh, and whilst we're talking phones, an interesting little snippet, we now, we now have over 10 different phone models live on our networks. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's uh, that's not ten different manufacturers, but uh, in mm -hmm. both in terms of uh, phone models, but also frequency variance, because they've uh, you know the same phone in two different markets is actually technically inside different because it's as we've just said you have to support different frequency bands. Mm. Um, so that's uh, you know a, a good example of you know how the the. The breadth of the ecosystem that's needed to actually launch across multiple countries. Yeah, definitely. Interoperability. 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 Yeah. Uh, the when you say uh, ten phones live on our networks, you're meaning Ericsson. Ericsson Live. Five G. Five G networks. Five G networks. Mm? Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. We have some other l countries that launched as well uh, that we should talk about. Uh, Romania. Romania. That's, yeah, that's an uh, Yeah, DG in Romania. Yeah, <laughs> no, Romania is not, not, not an odd one at all. It's uh, kind of right next door to Italy, which we've just been talking about. And it's actually using the same group of spectrum bands, 3.6, mm -hmm. 3.8 gigahertz. Uh, and they're busily rolling out uh, coverage there. And they've... Uh, you always question how, how, how live... How live is live, but uh, yes. but uh, they're selling now selling handsets to or, or or people can uh, place orders for the handsets. Yeah, so so is that really selling though, or are they have they just announced? But yeah, mm? Mm. we can have that discussion some other time. We can mm. have that discussion, but uh, they have announced handsets. Yeah, mm, and they are pre-selling. Mm? So you can you can sign up for their five G service. Yes. So that's called uh, live for now. And mm -hmm. uh, the, it's, uh, the coverage for that is, is rolling out. So that's, that's cool. That's good. Yeah. Um, we've seen uh, 5G go live in, as you said, in the UAE and in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and I think the latest there was uh, in, in Bahrain now. Bartelco yeah, has, yeah. mm -hmm. has, has now gone out uh, and is selling uh, Xiaomi handsets. Mm -hmm. So you can, if you're in Bahrain, they're the first there on the ground with uh, with 5G and 5G coverage. So there's uh, lots happening. Cool. In fact, it, it's really interesting to see how things are happening in you know how how, it, how it's actually coming along in different parts of the world. Yeah. And what's inter really interesting for me with this is there was a lot of talk about 5G being delayed in Europe, mm. uh, and we saw uh, you know we've now seen you know, all of the major operators in in uh, in the US, mm -hmm. uh, Sprint, Verizon, AT and T, and T-Mobile. They're, they're, um, they're all live. We've seen things happening in Korea, uh, but actually now we see a lot of interest and a lot of activity in in Europe as well. Yeah, and one of those things that we should add as well that was that one of the first uh, Nordic countries went live as well. Finland. Finland went live. Yeah. Yes. Elisa in Finland. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember which phones they had. But never mind. Uh, so that's that's cool. Five uh, G coming closer to Sweden <laughs> for me. Yeah. 
fingers crossed it will arrive here soon. I mean, when it comes to 5G and the overall scale, I mean, when we started this podcast in November, eight months ago now, mm. I mean, there was not even... We were talking about 5G being available. Yeah, sure, f- some fixed wireless access networks were up and running. And uh, now there are... Uh, up and running in a lot of countries and with lots of phones. This was not supposed to happen until 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you go back, if you go back two, maybe three years ago, then everyone says it's going to happen in 2020. Uh, and we've seen a lot of activity in standardisation, in particular, to pull forward things so that mm. so that uh, networks are li- live earlier. So you know, nobody really was planning for. The first live networks to you know to be in st- uh, up and running, you know, by the end of 2018, which mm. they were, uh, and now as you see, um, you know, multiple countries around the world, all all rushing into into 5G and 5G coverage, yeah. and uh, you know there's several countries that have said we're going to have 80, 90 percent plus population coverage by the end of this year. Mm. That's really quick, mm. and uh, it, you know the in our mobility report. The latest one, which came out last month, you know, we highlighted that the expectation is that uh, you know the projection for 5G subscribers increased because we see a, a you know, in- increasing rate of, of adoption for 5G. At the same time, you have to point out that if you look at the world as a whole at the moment, probably less than half of subscriptions are actually on 4G. So there's a lot of people still using 3G, 2G subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will see a big shift in those parts of the world into 4G as uh, you know, as uh, these markets that we're talking about here are moving into 5G. But when it comes to, when it comes to timing, also interesting, if you look at the, you know, what, we, what we were saying a year and a half ago, well, we're going to get fixed wireless access and then we're going to get mobile broadband and then we're going to move into and see uh, industrial applications coming on stream mm-hmm. from 2020, 2021, uh, you know, starting into volumes maybe 2022. Yeah, because that's uh, supposed to be like one of, the, one of the key things with 5G is the IoT connections on the industry. Uh, one of, certainly one of the interesting things and uh, the, you know, one of the... For me, one of the interesting things about 5G as a technology is the ability to use the same network uh, to provide different network characteristics with network slicing and to be able to target new new segments, mm-hmm. so use with industries and private networks. And that brings us on to other things other in the news. Oh. <laughs> How did we get there? <laughs> Good segue there, Paul. Good mm-hmm. segue. Uh, yeah, so... You were talking about countries where they got 5G live, and I have to say you've missed some, mm-hmm. because there are a number of things that we've been doing which which are live 5G networks, but they're not actually national networks. Uh, they're industrial networks and private networks. So it, in just the last couple of weeks, um, we've uh, we've had two announcements in Germany, uh, both for uh, automotive uh, you know, car manufacturers. Uh, one with Ego um, in Aachen. Uh, ego. 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 <coughs> um, well, together with uh, together with Vodafone in Germany, where we've equipped their factory with uh, you know indoor with uh, f- with five G infrastructure, 
um, and uh, you know they've got plans then to to develop the industrial IoT uh, use cases and uh, factory automation mm. using in this indoor faulty infrastructure, which will use it also include um, the Ericsson's faulty radio dot, um, which is really mm. cool kind of piece of kit. We'll come back to that in a minute. Something else I want to talk about there. Can't we t- jump straight into there? Come on, we can take it in between. We can take it in between. Yeah. Okay, okay. Forget about car manufacturing. <laughs> <coughs> another and cool let's move thing. To another cool thing where we're uh, which we're doing together with uh, w- with a radio dot system, uh, together with uh, and I'm not sure if it's Signify or Signify. Yeah, um, I would say Signify. I would but say okay. Signify, but yeah. uh, but um, it depends on on how they. Is it a sign or is it? A <laughs> And and just to clarify that Sig- signify is the uh, is the new uh, name for what used to be called Philips Lighting. Yeah, and I know them as Philips Lightning. Yeah, Light- lighting, lighting, Philips Lighting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we add as well, I guess you'd call it a small news item with them, but it's actually a very interesting news item with them, where we're, we're as part of their Interact Office portfolio. So that's lighting solutions for for the office. Uh, we're doing versions which which um, integrate Ericsson's Radio Dot. Mm. So you know, when you equip your office, you put in your lighting units. Then built into the lighting unit is something which will give you uh, indoor five G coverage. Yeah, in how one. cool is that? Mm? Cool. Yeah, really cool. Mm? Um, and so uh, that's li- and smart that lights and coverage in and the same. And of course. Unit. Uh, you need lighting in offices. You need lighting in uh, in uh, shops. You need lighting in uh, in um, shopping malls. Mm-hmm. You need lighting in factories. So it's a very uh, uh, yeah. You can install them together, both coverage and lights. Coverage mm-hmm. and lights. Mm-hmm. Everything you need to connect up. And That's it's uh, cool. and it's all inf- it's all electromagnetic uh, spectrum. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just uh, different frequency different ranges. Pa- uh, different <laughs> frequency bands, exactly. <laughs> Yes. Um, so that was ego. Yes. Um, back to the factories. Back to mm-hmm. the factories. Uh, but a very similar type of thing. We've uh, in also in Germany, uh, in a place called Sindelfingen. <laughs> probably which, not. Right. Which is probably <laughs> not right at all. <laughs> Saying that the right way. Uh, yeah. Telefonica in Germany, uh, together with uh, uh, Mercedes, mm. equipping twenty square, th- twenty thousand square meters of uh, factory space there, mm. uh, in what's called Factory Fifty Six. Uh, sounds very w- clubbish. W- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which I sounds want to be like part of that club. <coughs> it sounds like a very fun place to work. Yes. So if you're working in Factory Fifty Six, give us a bell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and tell us all about it. Um, but that's also a, another 5G private network which is aimed at industrial in, industrial applications. Mm. So both of those really cool. Uh, so I, I'm just going to say a little bit because we, what we were thinking about is that there was a club in Manchester back in the 70s that was called The Factory. And also there was Studio 54. So Factory 56 seems to be like the reasonable next step of, of a really hip club. <laughs> Now in <coughs> Sindelfingen. 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 In Germany. Mm? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the so Northern Seoul. <laughs> yes. uh, a similar vein, mm-hmm. um, together with Telia in Estonia. Yeah. Talking now about dancing. Talk, talk We're about all dancing together. 
now in Estonia as well. Now in Ostone, Estonia, in Ericsson's factory in Estonia, yes. uh, which we've uh, we've done work with uh, Telia previously in terms of narrowband IoT and and connecting up the factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're also doing that with with five G indoor connectivity. Yes. So that's uh, you know it's it's kind of starting. So basically, we are using our own equipment in our own factory to produce 5G networks using 5G connectivity in a factory. Pretty much. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, you have to you have to like um, do as you preach, basically. Like we need we need to. That, or that's we what we call eating your own dog food. Yes. Although or I'm eating your own dog food. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that, that sounds, sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> eating your own dog food. Is that a is that a British saying? Probably. <laughs> ask Douglas. <coughs> yes, I will when I get home. Uh, so one of the things that we really appreciate uh, when we're doing this podcast, this is episode thirty-one of our podcast. Episode thirty-one. That's almost enough for a whole month's worth. Of it. <laughs> that is enough for a whole month's worth. Of that episodes. is basically one whole month. Then I. Uh, I just want to explain to everyone listening who's like, we have so many really, really fantastic people listening who are listening straight away when I'm releasing a new episode. It's so heartwarming to see that people are actually seeing, oh, wow, they released another episode and you get like 30 downloads in in uh, half an hour or something it's so nice to see it's, it's all those it's all those apps that automatically download when there's a, when there's <laughs> a new be, episode yes. available <coughs> <Could be. coughs> sorry janina thank you paul please continue to to listen to our podcast and uh, share it with the people that you think uh, might appreciate it as well we are not doing i mean we are doing this podcast for Ericsson, of course, but it's not like we were hired to do podcasts at Ericsson. <laughs> we didn't even like we're we're doing this. It's compl- not like we're very professional <laughs> <No>. or anything. <laughs> we are not very professional people we're when it comes to fun. podcasting. We we like doing this. We do it, uh, yeah, on on top of our normal work so far, and we're we're editing it ourselves, and we are. Yeah, we're doing everything ourselves, and we are not sound engineers. <laughs> so we need what, to. What Janina <laughs> is saying is, we've had some we've had some comments that that the sound quality is a bit variable, and that when yes. Paul goes like this, you can't hear anything. Yes. So now I've moved the microphone really, really close to Paul, like basically in Paul's face. <laughs> but yeah, our setup is not the perfect one. They are, it's, I mean, it's not like we're sitting in a studio with, uh, you know, headphones and uh, one mic each uh, and uh, nice spaces for our guests or anything. We are in a little webcast room, which uh, is like uh, re, uh, remodeled every time we get here. And uh, we have a microphone and we have some curtains, but we, we're not super professional. So we really appreciate if you uh, get back us uh, to us with uh, anything that you, any particular episode that you find extra annoying and then perhaps we can have a look at that and see if we can do something with the sound there. Uh, However, we will try and make this better uh, going forward. After our summer break, we will try and 
uh, see podcasting as being a little bit more of a professional thing. Right, Paul? Do we have to? Yes. <laughs> what, what Janine is saying is we, if we take the podcast so seriously that we're going to stop doing it for a few weeks and go away and have a holiday. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then come, but, up, come uh, back with new energy. But, but now that we've sat here and gone through all the stuff that's happened in the last, lots of stuff happening in the last 10 days, we're going to need a four-hour episode when we get back from vacation. Probably, yes. Yeah, a lot of and, things. Unless, of course, the rest of the world has gone on vacation as well. I think we, the first episode we could do is just you and me recapping. That could be the first thing. But Just you and me. And <laughs> just you and me. And a thousand <laughs> listeners. How, I, how intimate. <laughs> we do appreciate all the shout-outs on social media. And if you want to contribute to the podcast, if you want to uh, like do something together with us, we're mm -hmm. open for that too. If you have an idea that you want to talk about or something like that, or you're working for a company that wants to be on the podcast and talk 5G with us, mm -hmm. please reach out. And you can contact us on 5Gpodcast at ericsson.com. Or send in your questions. Yeah. Send in your questions or send in your comments or just say hi. <laughs> we really appreciate it. More than you probably think. Uh, one person who did that is Bob mm. from Washington, D.C. Who we've heard from before. Who's, who we heard from before. And now he has a question about uh, 5G and using uh, satellite as backhaul. So his full question is, is it feasible uh, for 5G service providers or operators of private 5G networks, such as using citizen broadband radio services in the US, to use satellite for backhaul from the base station to the core network? Paul. Paul, backhaul, transport. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that sounds uh, like your area. That, that's kind of my area, although satellite transport, is there a tra satellite connectivity, it's not mm. quite my area, but... Mm. Uh, uh, I think the the simple answer to that question is it depends. <laughs> okay. So let me let let me expand on that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 4G networks today we see there are some areas where which do use satellite for um, for backhauling the the network traffic, uh, and that's normally in cases where you've got a very remote connection. Um, and a good example of that is uh, where we're supporting the uh, NBN uh, broadband network in, in Australia. They use fixed wireless access. Uh, they, they use fiber access for dense urban areas. Uh, in, the more, in the more suburban areas and, and lower density areas, they're using fixed wireless access mm -hmm. to, to, to properties um, with, uh, with fiber backhaul. Um, or micro, uh, well, fiber backhaul, uh, but Australia's a big place, and mm. there's some very remote places. So, yeah. if in the very more remote places, they're actually using satellite as as, as the backhaul uh, technology. Wow! Um, so, it is possible. So, so yes, it's possible. Mm -hmm. The thing with satellite is, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the you know it all comes down to economics at the end of the day. Um, and there's always a trade-off between how much do I actually have to pay for my connectivity. So if you can get good throughput at a, at the competitive price, then uh, you know, compared to doing it some other way, then you might use you, know, you might use satellite. Um, but generally speaking, satellites are more expensive way of uh, providing backhaul than than other technologies. Uh, if you're not in some remote area. 
Um, so you might want to put in fiber or you might want to put in a, a high-speed uh, microwave connectivity. Uh, in, in principle, you, you could maybe use line of sight, uh, you know, um, uh, infrared optical connections as, as well. That's a, that's a technology that's out there. Um, or you could use satellite connectivity. Um, when we're when we're designing for uh, transport networks for 5G, we're not normally talking about sort of like 10 gigabits per second capabilities. So uh, I don't know what the price would be for an enterprise that wanted to use uh, 10 gigabits per second to a satellite um, but it doesn't sound very cheap uh, and uh, the satellites that are up there at the moment probably don't have a huge capacity for, for uh, putting in thousands of t 10 gigabit per second connections down, mm. to, down to the ground. Mm -hmm. um, although to be honest you do get some um, statistical multiplexing game, which means that you don't need 10 gigabits per second to everybody all of the time. Um, but you need a fair amount of capacity up in the satellite to handle that. Mm. So there's lots of there's lots of it depends. Technically, it's feasible. It really comes down to commercially what's what's interesting. Mm. Uh, and what pays off? Mm. Oh, what pays off? But, uh, most locations uh, probably have reasonable access to site for providing a a fiber connection for, you know, if you've got a private network, um, then your off-site traffic, you'd probably want to put over fiber internet connection. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, uh, and we also want to give a shout out to Kevin and Andrew, who uh, has also been uh, talking to us, and we thank you so much for your questions and comments. You know who you are. And do you want to thank Dean as well? Yeah, I want to thank Dean. Dean, thank you very much for your uh, <laughs> for your nice comments about uh, uh, we, last last time we were talking about um, spectrum mm -hmm. and uh, how you can combine different spectrum together. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Dean picked up on that on Twitter and said uh, it was an, it, it was an important point to to note. And mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the interesting things you see when when we, when we talk about uh, putting uh, coverage into uh, into indoor and industrial areas, it's it's uh, it's good to be able to combine different frequency bands because you get different characteristics. And particularly if you use the new technologies or the new old technologies like carrier aggregation, uh, you know you can win value from your upper spectrum bands by using them together with lower bands. And that's one of the things that will be interesting coming back to T-Mobile when they actually launch with 600 megabits per second, uh, sorry, 600 megahertz uh, frequency bands, they'll be able to leverage that um, to give better coverage for their, for their higher bands as well. Yeah. So the, the introducing that low band won't just give them uh, low band coverage, it will mean in the areas where they have uh, millimeter wave coverage, they'll mm -hmm. actually get, be able to stretch the coverage and get better throughput. Mm. Uh, on 5G. In, on 5G mm -hmm. in those areas as well. Cool, cool. Cool. Yeah, so we might see more of that. A reporter, talk more about that. Mm? Mm. Uh, so now we've, we've thanked a lot of people and uh, thank you everyone. Thank you for the over, well, we're getting close to 23,000 downloads now. So thank you everyone who's been listening this last eight months or so that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. And yeah. I would also thank our managers who actually let us 
do this thing. And, uh, and I guess we should thank Ericsson for being a great company. And, uh, and having so much 5G out there to that. talk about. <laughs> yeah, and uh, giving not, us the not, not to mention all those nice, of, yeah, of all talking those ni- about All those nice guys in, in research and development that... Yeah. Uh, that that, work, that actually know things. Yeah, that work hard to create this stuff that we just sit here and chat about. Yeah. Oh. <gasps> I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> so. So so uh, we're going to take a break now. Yeah. And then we will be back late in the summer. Late August. Yeah, with a very special episode where we talk about what we did on our holidays. Yes. <laughs> Follow us for that. <laughs> And some 5G, maybe. And maybe some 5G. Will will we perhaps see some 5G on our holidays? Will we go to Britain? Um, no, I don't think so. No. We will have a very 5G-free holiday. Well, I'll be looking for 5G in the Swedish mountains yes. and uh, out in the archipelago yes. and seeing, seeing who's going to be <laughs> popping up first with 5G for islands. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, See you in August. And bye.
saw that the speeds on that, that on that report for the UK were not very good. Nah, no, no, they they're not that fast compared to the other countries. Nah, but uh, I think they're going to get better because we're live in the Vodafone <laughs> network now. Yeah, those numbers were just uh, until end of June, and we went live with Vodafone third of July. There you go. <laughs> it might it might pick up speed now. <laughs>